chosen a better song for the message tonight. Uh, they did not realize what I was preaching, but it all ties right together, and thankful for that. All right, I have a huge clock on the back wall, and I'm looking at it, and it is 648. And you know what? There's Tomorrow's the day off. There's no school. So you're not worried about that clock, right? If you're not worried about it, I'll promise you I'm not worried about it. All right. Uh, keep your Bibles out here, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. And as we are in Stewardship Month, uh, we started a series on Sunday mornings, uh, The Steps of Stewardship. And on Sunday nights, we, this is the third week in a series entitled Biblical Stewardship. And when you, you look at stewardship, you can't get away from the purpose. The purpose. What is the purpose of biblical stewardship? Well, if we are going to look at stewardship, and of course stewardship, being a steward, is a manager of someone else's possessions. We as believers, everything we are, who we are and what we have belongs to him. He's the master, we are the stewards. And we are to manage the resources he gives to us, the life he gives to us. We are to manage it for his kingdom, for him. And so you can't get away from What's the purpose? So we're going to just look through. We're going to just jump right in tonight and look at some things here about the purpose of stewardship. Father, we thank you for all that you have done. Uh, Lord, what a blessing it is to be able to have your table as we, uh, as we had the Lord's Supper tonight and just thinking about your great sacrifice, your great love that you had for us. And now, Lord, as we look at all the blessings that you have given to us and how we get to be a steward uh, of our life, a steward of the resources, the talents uh, that you have given to us. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to truly have a, a well-grasped understanding of the purpose of stewardship, why I should be a good steward. And so I pray that you'd help us now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So we cannot separate... Uh, the, the purpose uh, from the mission of the master. Uh, the Lord came to this earth for a purpose. All right, they just sang about it. Uh, the gospel, uh, it was about the gospel. So, so get your Bibles out. We're going to look at a bunch of scripture. Uh, follow along quickly. I'll preach fast. You listen fast, and we'll get done slow. All right, all right. Luke chapter 19, look at with me at verse number 10. We're going to look at, just real quickly, just the mission uh, of the Lord's coming. And this is a very succinct verse. This, this verse right here sums up the purpose of the Savior's coming. Luke chapter 19, and let's read together verse number 10. Luke 19, 10. Uh, you ready? For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's read that again. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, here we, we find the purpose of the Lord's coming. The reason He left heaven to come to this earth was to seek and to save uh, th uh, that which was lost. And, and that is talking about a world that was lost without Christ. 
uh, not just talking about us. How many of you are saved tonight? You know you're saved. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, you were found. But it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. He didn't come just to save me. Though he did come to save me. But he didn't come just to save me. He didn't come just to save my family. Though he has, he has saved many that are in our family. I'm thankful for that. But it's bigger than that. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And that is talking about a world that is dying without Christ. So he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the mission. That was his mission, his purpose for coming. Uh, he, he communicated that mission to the believer. Matthew chapter 28. Go there. Uh, I know you know it. Many of you could quote it with you. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So here we have the Savior communicating this to the believers. Uh, of course, he is speaking directly to the apostles. They are going to take this mission, this co-mission, uh, the mission of the Lord. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now he is commissioning uh, his followers to take that uh, and it to be a mission for them as well. Uh, go back to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, Matthew, Mark, another book down, uh, Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15, Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So here this, this mission of the Savior, uh, it was handed off. It was commissioned, and he's saying now that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Continue in farther towards the uh, book of Romans, chapter number 1. Romans chapter 1. We'll find the apostle Paul communicating, communicating it a little bit differently. Romans chapter 1. And we find the heart of someone who has embraced this mission. If we we're going to look at anybody in Scripture that you could see grabbed a hold of the mission and it, it consumed his life, it would be the Apostle Paul. And so here, look at, uh, look at Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Notice that, to everyone that believeth. To everyone that believeth, not a select few, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Of, uh, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So here, what do we find? We find the, the purpose 
the purpose of the Lord's coming, the mission of the Lord's coming. This was his heartbeat. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, man, I love that verse, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, one of our kids came in this morning, uh, tonight and was so excited. Pastor, I asked Jesus in my heart, little four-year-old, uh, praise the Lord. What a blessing. Uh, you know what that is? That's, that's part of the mission. That's part of the mission. Why should I be a good steward? How else is that mission going to go forward? How else is the mission going to go forward? How many of you got saved because of the influence of a church? A camp, but a camp was put on with who? But church. Salvation has been communicated through the the believers, and it's communicated through the ministries of the church. Whether it was a radio program, who financed the radio program? Who financed the, uh, usually you can always go back, it's going gonna, it's gonna to back up. And if, and if it wasn't you that got saved through the church, the person that won you to Christ got saved through the church. You see, the mission is what's important. And my stewardship, my learning to be a good steward isn't about my personal well-being though it impacts my personal well-being. I want you to be a good steward. I want you to live on a budget. I've been for 12 years. I've been pastor here for 11 years, but we've had, this is our 12th stewardship month. You know what I teach every year on a budget? You know why? Because I want you to enjoy the blessings of just following good stewardship principles. I want you to to live within the resources that God has given you. I want you to be a good manager of those resources. You're the one that wins. But also with that, then you have the opportunity to be a part of giving. You know, broke people can't give. Or can give very little. Why? Because they are servant, the borrower is servant to the lender. You know, having financial freedom, it removes a whole lot of pressure in your life. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take a day off? If you're a good steward, you can afford to take a day off. Maybe if you're not able to, maybe there's some stewardship principles. It just comes down to good stewardship 
blesses us. And we're going to look through. I've got a bunch of verses tonight. I'm glad you're not in a hurry. All right. Take your Bibles. Go to Acts chapter number 1. We're going to continue on. Acts chapter 1. And we'll see again. Now this is the Lord. This is the resurrected Savior. He has come back. Now he is talking here. Acts chapter 1. Look at verse 6. And when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him, out of their sight. So now here the Lord is continuing the message about uh, them being witnesses, the communication of the gospel, still the same mission. And, and that mission has got to be seen. So we looked biblical stewardship the first week. We looked at the people. Uh, second week, we looked at the process. Tonight, we are going to look at the purpose. Uh, number one, go back to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, look with me at verse 8, and I am going to hasten just for time's sake. Uh, and God is able to make all grace abound to, towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Uh, biblical stewardship in this process, what do we find? First of all, we find the getting, the getting, the receiving. You know, we are the beneficiaries of God's grace. We're, we're the beneficiary. Uh, you know, you think, well, you know, I want to be a beneficiary. If I was going to be a beneficiary of somebody, I'd think, okay, I want that person to be rich. All right, somebody's going to uh, be a beneficiary, then I'm in line to receive that. You know what? We are a beneficiary of all that the Lord has. He is the one. He's the owner of all things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, we are the beneficiary. We are uh, the ones that receive uh, his grace, God's great grace towards us, the mercy. Uh, it abounds. Not only does he give us grace, that grace abounds, he says. Uh, his mercy, his forgiveness, salvation, being a part of the family of God. Wow. What a blessing. You know what? We just keep on getting. Why? Because God just keeps on giving. You see, we start out in this stewardship area. The stewardship doesn't begin with us giving. You know what? God always takes the first move. He always takes that first step. He took the, that step for us in salvation he was the one that drew us to himself. Uh, we can't come to him without him drawing us. And, and the Spirit of God uh, is working, and, and, and it starts. This area of stewardship begins with us uh, getting, but then it continues. Uh, so go, go here. It said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, uh, that ye always 
having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So we have, we have these qualifications here and the, the greatness of these. He said that God, all, God, all grace uh, it would abound. Uh, always having all sufficiency. Uh, these, are, these are not uh, minimal things. These are great things. And God's mercy, uh, God's goodness is given to us not limitedly. God, 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 is, God is not some skin flint. He is not a, a penny pincher that he's, he's just going to hold a little bit out. God gives us so much. He blesses us in so many ways. So we begin with us getting, uh, but then it continues, 2 Corinthians 9, with us giving. 2 Corinthians 9, look at verse number 9. It says, as it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. What do we find here? That not only do we get now because of God's goodness and him multiplying our seed sown, that, that he will increase the fruits of our righteousness. Our right works is what he's talking about here. And so as we are doing good, and in context, he is talking about an offering that was going to be going to the believers in Jerusalem. So with this, he's talking about his the giving, the giving was not just to the believer. Uh, he said, and as much as you have done unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So when we do something and there is that offering, uh, what do we find? It was, it was to the Lord. And so uh, here God is getting involved in their sowing. God is getting involved in, in what they have sown, and he is going to not only give seed to be sown, making sure that you have the ability to sow seed, but he is going to multiply that seed. He is going to make it more fruitful. Uh, why? So we can get. It is, it, is, it is so we can receive, but not just so we can receive, but now it is that we can, uh, we can increase the fruits of our righteousness, these right works, these, these acts of generosity, they are able to continue forward. Why? Because of the bounty that God has given to us. So here now, as, as we get from God, and then we have the heart to give, and as we are giving, God says, I will take that you have sown, and I'm going to multiply it. I will make you more fruitful. I'll give you more opportunity. So we see the, the getting. We see the giving. We see the growing. Verse 11. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. So here now, not only did I get, not only do I give, but now, in this whole process, I get to grow. I am enriched. And literally, he is talking about the increase in financial gain. 
It is, it is talking about as you are sowing and you are following the biblical principle, God says that I am going to enrich you, not make you a millionaire. He says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to multiply that. Why? So now you have the opportunity uh, uh, to, uh, in everything, to the purpose of all bountifulness. You know, bountifulness is not about us. You know, if you have, if you have, you cook a meal, and all of a sudden there is too much there, what do you have to do? What do you get to do? You start giving it away. I mean, we had men's breakfast here uh, just on Saturday, and uh, and with that, uh, not all the men that would normally come were able to come. We still had a good group, but uh, we were we were a little bit lower than what was anticipated. And with that, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of food. There's always a lot of food, amen. Uh, and so, but there was there was leftover food, and before people were going out the door, there was food going out. You know what? That because of the bounty, there was much to be shared. You know what? God, God wants us to have that kind of a lifestyle. Uh, he gives to us not just so we can get and hoard. He gives to us so we then have the opportunity. He enriches us unto all bountifulness. So, so now we are able to, uh, to help others, uh, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. So now... What, what, what is this process? This process is that now that you have bounty and you are giving, now the other people that are receiving are thanking God for what he has provided for them, and he did it through you and me. That's God's plan. You know, what did he say? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Uh, God is just saying, hey, uh, I am going to use others to meet the prayers of my people. And he said, as you are a good steward, he says then, and as you are sowing and you are being generous, what you're going to find is now I am going to enrich you to bountifulness. So now you have the opportunity to bless other people, which is going to cause them to look heavenward and thank God for his provision. You know, we ought to be a part of God answering people's prayers. Well, God didn't, nobody gave me any money. Nobody gave me any food. Nobody gave, what happens? Mindset is about me. Stewardship is not about me. And here we find just the attitude of the steward. It's, it's all about the, the mission. Uh, and here we see that growing, and we get to grow in it. And as we grow, look at verse 12. Uh, we find that, fourthly, there's glory that comes. 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 12. We'll read down through verse 15. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints... But it 
is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Uh, we just find here that this process, it brings glory to God. And, and, and here when he says, uh, while th- for the administration of the service, uh, he is talking about the working through, the following of, the giving of the resources that come across our path, uh, how it supplieth for the want of the saints. And all of this was an offering. All of this was an offering. This wasn't the tithe. This was an offering above the tithe. And this was an offering going uh, to help the believers who were in want. And and here with that, uh, and through this process, this experiment Paul talked about, uh, he said of this ministration, he said the process uh, of this offering, he said it was going to cause them to glorify God for your professed subjection of the gospel. Why? The gospel isn't just the preaching of uh, salvation to the lost. The gospel encompasses the life of the believer. And as the gospel encompasses the life of the believer, we find then that we are living out the mission that we have been given, uh, the mission that the Lord came for, and now we then are a tool uh, to help uh, supply resources, uh, to be able to be a help and a blessing to others, uh, and our subjection to the gospel, allowing the word of God to impact how we live and how we act act, it will create and it will cause other people, uh, because of our liberal distribution, that that's the only place that we are to be liberal in. Definitely not in our politics, uh, but we are to be liberal in our giving, and this liberal distribution was made unto them uh, uh, and to all men. Uh, why? Because as we are giving It is not just about the one individual that you give to because they touch a life and they touch a life. It says unto all men. It just just spreads. And it's not just uh, so selective. And it says your distribution unto them and unto all men and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We just find here that now that that generosity, now that that giving, that liberal distribution went out, other people were touched. You know what that causes them to do? It causes them first to thank God. Then it causes them to thank God for you. And they're praying for you. And with that, collectively then, we can look at it and sit back and say, thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. He say, oh no, it wasn't his gift, it was my gift. Oh no, it was his because we are just the steward. We're just the steward. It doesn't belong to us to begin with. 
And anything that we can do unto God first came from God. We're just stewards. We're just stewards. We're managing for Him. Now, with that, we stop and look, what's the purpose? The purpose comes back to the gospel. comes back to the mission. comes back to the reason why Christ came. And that's why, that's, that's why the, the giving for a building, now that the building's there, it doesn't mean we're done. Why? Because the, the mission is not done. The mission is not done. The mission continues. And, and with that, our giving, it gives us the opportunity to give back to the God that is given to us and to communicate and to continue the mission that he has entrusted us with. You know, the, the resources that we need, God has. And I believe that the resources that we need as a ministry are right here within the ministry. And I think God is willing to supply those needs. But God is going to minister seed to the sower who's sowing. That seed will be multiplied But he was talking about the sowers. Before it can be sown, it, before it can be multiplied, it had to be sown. And God can take that seed that we sow and he can multiply it. But he wants us to sow. He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So the purpose, the purpose of biblical stewardship, we're just looking right down at the mission of the believer. And you and I have, we have a Bible to show us that our Lord had a mission when he came. The apostles received that as a commission. And that's what we look at, the great commission. And as believers... We need to be a good steward so we can help fulfill the commission that we've been given. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. And Lord, how you prove yourself true over and over and over again. And I pray that all of us would live by faith. And Lord, we'd trust you and we'd take those uh, steps of biblical stewardship and allow them to uh, lead us in our life and uh, Lord uh, getting the the ownership side nailed down and uh, the self-control and and just help us Lord to be the steward you'd want us to be so grow us tonight thank you for your people and I pray that you'd help all of us in our own lives put your finger on areas that we need to grow in please for Christ's sake we pray amen let's stand together